Good morning, sunshine. It's a brand new day filled with brand new mercies. What was your first thought this morning? Thank you for joining me to hear mine. It's My Morning Thought with Barbara Scorza. Good morning, sunshine. Thank you for joining me for My Morning Thought. And as always, I'd love to hear yours. What was your first thought this morning? What was the first thing you thought about this morning? I'd love to hear it. Now, I'm going to make a statement and I want you to tell me, it's actually a quote. I want you to tell me what's the first thing that comes to mind when you hear this quote. And the quote is, by any means necessary. Now, before I go to that, I just want you to take a second and tell me what comes to mind when you hear by any means necessary. So go ahead, pause if you have to, but I want you to jot it down. What comes to mind when you hear that that quote? Now, let me go back and start before I talk about that. Talk about my thoughts this morning. So I woke up about mm, 3.30ish this morning and there were some people on my mind. So it's I'm going through the those folks on my mind and I'm praying for them individually praying for things that I know that they're going through and just asking God to deliver them and asking God to give them the strength to push through them and asking God to give them a heart that sees him for who he is knowing that he is Lord of their lives and with him all things are possible and asking him to allow them to surrender to his spirit and not to this to the desires of their flesh so I'm praying through that and what comes to mind is is Epaphras and in Colossians 4 Paul talks of Epaphras and in verse 12 he says Epaphras who is one of you and a servant of Christ Jesus sends greetings. He is always wrestling in prayer for you that you may stand firm in all the will of God, mature and fully assured. So that was my prayer for those people that they would stand firm in all the will of God. You know how sometimes we want to do his will when it's our will <laughs> but when his will conflicts with our will we choose our will my prayer is that they will stand firm in all the will of God and we know those things in our lives you know I'm gonna be kind to people and love them like Jesus loves them except the ones that cross me then you're dead to me I don't love you and you bet not say anything to me. Oh, none of you ever said anything like that. Okay. But I will say that was my old life. Or, you know, I'm going to pay my tithes and offering because this is actually God's money and he gives it to me and entrusts me to do right by it. And all he asks is that I put 
you know, a percentage back into his sowing of his kingdom. I mean, granted, it's all his. So I'm not giving him back what he already has. I'm just distributing the money the way he says to distribute it. And that's all good and fine until the trip is coming up or until the event or the concert or something is happening and you need something new. Then, okay, God, I know you understand. Okay, I know you understand. Mm, okay. And I know we can think of countless other things like that, but God wants us to stand firm in all the will and all of his will for us. So he wants us to give us, to give back that 10%, not because he needs it, because remember a cattle on a thousand hills is his. He wants us to give it back so that we can trust him, recognizing that I could do more with the 90% than I can with the hundred when I trust him. He wants us to love and forgive as he loved and forgave. He wants us to be obedient and it is about us, not about the other person. It's about us when we are obedient and we let go and release. It frees us up to be more in tune and in line with him. And then my mind wandered to by any means necessary. So I'm thinking, you know, am I because as I'm praying for these people, I'm thinking, do you pray a really dangerous prayer that says, God, draw them to you by any means necessary? That's a dangerous and a scary prayer. But I'm thinking, do we do that? Because is the relationship with Jesus worth more than anything? So, when I thought of by any means necessary the first thing that came to my mind with that once I said the phrase was Malcolm X is that what you guys thought of did Malcolm X come to your mind Malcolm X had a speech and he said in that speech he says we declare our right on this earth to be a human being to be respected as a human being to be given the rights of a human being in this society, on this earth, in this day, which we intend to bring into existence by any means necessary. And I think there was another place where he came back and he said, when I say by any means necessary, what I mean is, is not that I'm ruling out anything else and saying I'm going to violence, but he said, I'm not going to withhold violence when everything else doesn't work. Now let's think of a concept in the realm of Christ followers and reaching the world. I don't walk away saying I'm telling you to go and be violent with people. I'm not. That is the furthest thing from my mind. But what I'm saying is when we ask God by any means necessary, it means that I'm willing to go out and do my part. I'm going to do everything that he calls me to, everything that he wills for me, and then let him do his part. But when we say by any means necessary, God is saying, I want you 
to arrest them in such a fashion that they have to totally and completely surrender you, surrender to you, and that they understand that you are the only answer. Mine by any means necessary was Hurricane Katrina. Major, devastating, lost all material things. Lost our home, moved away from family in a foreign place with no family around but those that we brought that came in a car with me major <laughs> that was a by any means necessary but it saved my life now I'm not saying that before that time I wasn't living for Jesus because I had accepted Christ as Lord of my life as Savior of my life at the age of eight we dipped in and out of him being Lord of my life you know God you get this but I got that but 2005 completely changed my life. I no longer want the will. Matter of fact, I don't even have to sit in the front seat. God, you be my driver. I'm going to sit behind you and I can have my eyes closed because I trust you. I know that where you're taking me is where I need to be. And even if we end up on some unpaved streets and some dark roads with you, I'm good. And then I thought about Jesus. Jesus said, by any means necessary. We see in Luke 22, where he knows that he's about to be killed. And he's praying. And it says he knelt down and he prayed. And then in verse 42, he says, Father, if you are willing, take this cup from me. Yet, not my will, but yours be done. By any means necessary, I'm willing to die for it. But if there's any other way between here and death, I'm for it. But if there's no other way, I'm willing to die for it. But where I landed on scripture was Jeremiah 18 and 4. It says, But the pot he was shaping from the clay was marred in his hands. So the potter formed it into another pot, shaping it as seemed best to him. Start with verse one and read through four again. It says, this is the word that came to Jeremiah from the Lord. Go down to the potter's house and there I will give you a message. So I went down to the potter's house and I saw him working at the wheel. But the pot he was shaping from the clay was marred in his hands. So the potter formed it into another pot shaping it as seemed best by him by any means necessary here the potter was creating a pot he had already had this design in mind but then it it was marred it it wasn't coming to what he had expected it to be so he didn't keep shaping it into that pot it says he formed it into another pot. He completely changed it. He said shaping it as seemed best to him. So he was the potter. He was making. He was shaping this pot. So he didn't ask the pot. What do you think? Like right now the design I have for you is marred. So do you think we should try and fix it? 
Do you think that you can live with that? It's like, "Mm -mm, I have a better plan already, but I'm going to shape you into something different. You're still going to fulfill your purpose because you're still a pot. But the way you look is not the way you look now. Your look going to be different. The way you are shaped is different. Now, what you're going to do is still the same, but you're not going to do it in the same body. So by any means necessary, as I'm praying for those people that I was thinking about this morning, I'm praying a scary prayer, but being in crisis under his will, like allowing him to be Lord of your life (laughs) is bigger and better than anything. So I want God to reshape them. And that's my prayer. But it's also my prayer for me. God, search me. What is there that shouldn't be taken away. If it doesn't bring you glory, get rid of it. And reshape me so that I can live your purpose. I can do all your will. And do it by any means necessary. Is there anything that you want to say by any means necessary inviting God in by any means necessary now it's a scary prayer so you got to trust him (laughs) you got to believe that he has your best interest at heart in everything you have to believe that he wants nothing but good for you you have to have that faith that hope, that confident expectation. So, by any means necessary, tell me about it. I want to know. Guys, I'd love for you to reach out to me. Remember, you can always go to the website, www.mymorningthought.com. Or you can go to the Facebook page, mymorningthought.com. Send me an email, barbara at mymorningthought.com. Give me a call. There's a number in the description of this episode where you can leave a message. If you have my cell number, give me a call. Send me a text. If you see me, tell me. I want to hear from you by any means necessary. Have a great day, guys. Thank you for joining me for My Morning Thought. And don't forget, I want to know yours. So leave me a note. And until we meet again, do the right thing because it's the right thing to do. I'm your host, Barbara Scorza, and our music was by Ashat Daniel Yen.